Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of All New Snap Judgments, the 35th, since we started using that particular branding. Uh, almost as always, I'm Roy Rogers. I'm happy to be back on the show. I apologize for being gone for a little bit, but life is hard and difficult. And so it sometimes gets in the way. But I am glad, as always, which is 100% true, to be joined by my friend and yours, Aaron Glazer. Glazer, my friend, it is so wonderful to be doing this once again with you. Missed you, my friend. I missed you too. I did not miss you editing you while you insult me in the first two minutes of the episode, but we you can now insult <laughs> me to my virtual face. So really, it's just a strict upgrade. So, Glazer, though, we are joined by two absolutely amazing special guests. So who of them do you wish to introduce first? We're going to build hype for our first time guest. So we're going to instead talk about the tall, beautiful pirate king of whom we are all so fond. How you doing, Tucker? Doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. This has always been a pleasure. Love the show. You guys do freaking fantastic stuff all the time. Thanks for joining us. And how could our loyal listeners slash viewers find you? You can find me on all socials, whether that is YouTube, Twitch, X, Twitter, uh, TikTok, under Tucker, T-U-C-C-R-R. Awesome. And not that we don't love Tucker, because you know we love us on Tucker. I literally stop by and say goodnight to Tucker almost every night before I go to sleep. But I am beyond excited for our next guest. I've wanted this guest on the show for literally like six straight months. We finally got Felicity on the show. How you doing, Phil? I am good, and I am super excited to be here, um, and I'm excited for the rest of the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Awesome. And how could our friends find you? Um, mostly on Twitch under Felicity. Nice. So you have yeah. the Felicity account on Twitch? Yeah, I, I've been on Twitch for like, I think like since 2012 or 2011. Wow. Damn. So like, has anyone <laughs> ever offered to buy that from you? Like that feels like just the name Felicity on the Twitch. WB. Like, yeah, like seems <laughs> like like a valuable commodity. So that's really interesting. Yeah, no, no, no one's ever offered <laughs> that before. Interesting. But I mean, it's not like I would give that up anyway. <laughs> that's completely fair. All right, before we jump into a jam-packed episode of the show, we just need to remind you how you can engage with us on social media. We are on Elon Musk's hell site, XYZ, formerly known as Twitter, at SnapJudgeCast. We are, of course, extremely proud to be the official podcasting partner of Marvel Snap Zone. You should definitely go and join their discord which is going to be undergoing some pretty cool changes in the foreseeable future uh, all in a positive way i'm i join the discord and find out what's going to be happening with that the link to the marvel snap zone discord is uh in the description of this episode uh on youtube or on your friendly neighborhood pod catcher Somewhere in between the kick spam that Glazer subjects us to, you can reach us via email at snapjudgmentspodcast at 
gmail.com. And then we are at the two most important pieces of social media we have. First and foremost, our YouTube, which is at Snap Judgments Pod, where six out of the seven days a week, sometimes multiple times today, you can find daily snap takes from Aaron Glazer. Glazer, if our loyal listeners were to become our loyal viewers, what would they find on the YouTube right now? OTA video. Yesterday we had a new Lambie deck, a new safety deck, and we covered uh, the Royce Townsend Galactus. So we have, as always, three decks every single day. Hopefully you check it out. I'm pretty proud of the work we do there. All right. The last bit is a few weeks ago, I think a month ago, as of the recording of this episode, we launched a Patreon. Glazer, you don't have the Patreon in the show notes of the episode, so I cannot read off what it is. What is our Patreon on Patreon? <laughs> Just patreon.com slash snapjudgments, and we're going to talk about it on the next slide, so let's get there. Let's jump right there. All right, Aaron, I'm going to let you lay this out for our loyal listeners, but it is a huge, huge deal. Oh, I guess we're spoiling the Felicity announcement here. Um, I, we're announcing a few people a day. We are doing a Snap Judgments League tournament. This is going to be either every month or every other month, depending on like how long it takes. We've got, as of right now, 52 creators signed up to be a part of it. You, dear listener, can be a part of it. All you have to do is be part of the Patreon on the $1 tier, and I promise you we're operating at a loss at this point. We are literally doing the $1 tier just so we're not taking a bath in terms of the loss. But Basically, what you're going to be what's going to happen is you're going to be put into a pod based on your time availability with about 30 to other players. You'll play one game a week scheduled at your own leisure. If you'd like that to be streamed with a stream, maybe you'll get lucky, play Tucker or Felicity, and they'll stream against you. Uh, or you can record your video and send it to us. And we're going to be sending it around to a bunch of Marvel Snap Zone creators and we'll try and get some videos up of these league games so that we can promote this for everybody so that everybody gets their chance in the sun. Uh, winner of each pod gets a prize. And then the uh, top two in the league, because once you finish first in your pod, you're put into a single elimination group gets a bigger prize. Cool. So far announced, we have Tucker Robitussin for some reason for Sean. We've also got the wonderful Felicity, who I wasn't going to announce yet, but now we have no choice. We have Lambie. We have Safety Blade. We have, just like, pick a Marvel Snap creator that's not the, like, four that have 100,000 followers, and they're probably in. So we're really, really excited for it. You can play some of your favorite creators. Don't worry about if you think you're good enough. It's a single game of Conquest. And look, even I could be Tucker in a single game of Conquest, right? <laughs> so, like... There, there's a lot to like here. Um, our dear guests, anything you'd like to say about the tournament? No, no, there is not. <laughs> well, I will say something. And since someone in the comments the last few episodes said that I'm just a special guest now, I will put this in King there. Cowcat. All right. Uh, I will say that loyal listeners and loyal viewers of all the ridiculous things that Glazer has done in the year and three months that we've been making Marvel Snap content, this is easily the most. It is a huge time sink, and you yes, should definitely, is. definitely sign up for it because a huge amount of effort is going behind the scenes, not only to provide you with like the awesome opportunity to play against 
badass, awesome players like Tucker and Felicity and Lambie and all these other awesome friends of the show that are going to be on it, but also play against fellow members of the community, right? It's the right mix of that kind of stuff. And there's not a lot of other games that give you the opportunity to play with both con- content creators and uh, and your fellow everyday community members. So it's really, really cool opportunity. Cleese is putting a lot of money into this. He is definitely correct that literally everything we do on this show is operating at a loss. Let me tell you, <laughs> as someone who many of the things get charged <laughs> to my debit card, definitely can tell you that we operate at a loss. So this is definitely something that Glazer is doing for the love of his love of the community, despite the best efforts of myself to talk him out of it. All right, by telling him how much work it was going to be if he decided to do this. So really, really sign up, appreciate it. It's going to be really awesome. It's really exciting. Make sure you're patient as the sort of kinks are worked out of this. But this is like a really awesome thing that you don't see in a lot of other communities. And if you do choose to support us on Patreon, you don't just get that. Uh, you also get videos if you're on the $10 a month tier, if I remember correctly, Glazer. Yeah, 10 bucks a month is the exclusive podcast. Awesome. And Glazer and I just recorded the January one. It is a absolutely strange video <laughs> of... Uh, it's like one part drama video, one part content guide, one part behind the scenes. It's amazingly weird. So you should definitely check it out. It's definitely unusual. Um, and don't spoil Patreons for our, anyone who isn't because they should definitely subscribe and check it out. So that's our Patreon. Sign up. Play in the tournament. It's going to be awesome. But let's get into what you are not paying us for, which is, of course, our normal Snap Judgments content. We have a brand new card like we do every week, except for the weeks we have two cards now. So we have Beta Ray Bill, who is a four-cost, six-strength, Series 5, 6K tokens. What do you get for those 6K tokens? You get an on-reveal Shuffle Stormbreaker into your deck. Stormbreaker. On reveal, double Beta Ray Bill's power. So without anything else, when it's played, he becomes a 12. Uh, Stormbreaker self costs zero and has one strength, which makes it slightly better-ish, question mark, than uh, Thor's Molnir. Um, unless Molnir somehow got buffed and I did mm-hmm. not notice it, which nope, I would have right. put it past me. Um, all right, I'm going to toss this to Felicity. What do you think of everybody's favorite Walt Simonson, Thor supporting character. Um, I think Beta Ray Bill's not bad. I haven't gotten to personally. Um, I, I mean, I, I did get him in the spotlight, and I haven't actually had a chance to get him to work properly. Maybe, um, I, but but I like the idea of him, and I want to find a deck where I'm like super happy with him. But at the moment, he, he's not bad. I mean, he's pretty similar to uh, to Thor, and I like Thor in general. So I think I I mean I probably need a bit more time with him, but I I think he's okay. Um, I think this card's very, very fun. Um, I've been doing a lot of testing. I did a lot of testing, honestly, with Thor before Beta Ray came out. And I had Thor in a Hitmonkey deck. And adding Beta Ray Bill to the mix um, allows you to actually go vertical opposed to just horizontal in a Hitmonkey deck. So I think it adds a different layer of versatility. And honestly, we didn't really play a lot of Jane with Thor itself, but now having two Thors, I mean, you have a 5 five energy eight powered card that you can throw into your deck now which is i mean fantastic for just the synergy there i think 
it makes the Asgard package more interesting and something you always have to account for because you don't necessarily know if they get Stormbreaker on curve, if they're actually going to be able to double their beta raised power and the interaction, honestly, with Miss Marvel can be fun too, especially if you don't have all the cards to be able to play two in one lane. It allows you to get that buff with Miss Marvel. I think it, it just... You play the game a little bit differently. That's like with a lot of the cards. I feel like this season that came out just adds another like leveling to it. And I think it came out at the right time with the meta being as kind of normalized and not one deck being super overpowered right now. It allows you to do more testing without just getting bodied by a blob that drops 50 power. So I think it came out at the right time and he's very fun. I don't know if he's worth 6k, but he's a very fun card to play. So... I was expecting to not like Beta Ray at all. He's totally not my type of card. But in Marvel Snap, cards that create packages end up really strong, right? And now there's just, you can throw Beta Ray, Thor, and Jane into a deck. Sometimes with Sebu, sometimes with Lockjaw, sometimes with um an Odin, whatever the extra card is. But those three cards just go into a lot of different shells. And that's a powerful thing to do in Snap. Because, like, it's a Nihilus Hood um, Sentry. It's Darkhawk, uh, Korg, and Rockslide, right? Those little three-card packages are what make decks go, especially when Marvel Snap is in a good place. I feel like when Marvel Snap is in a good place, these small, like, mid-rangey packages are really powerful, and Beta Ray Bill offers that in decks. So he's better than I expected. Is he 6,000 tokens when I think a lot of the Black Order stuff is going to be insane? <laughs> Probably not. But, but... If you were looking to build competitive decks, like let's say you're early series three and you happen to have gotten cards like Thor and Jane, right? Then all of a sudden, and you could have Thor because last month's conquest was just free Thor. So if you just happen to open Jane, this is a card that I would target. I would suddenly open for it because you're pretty close to a viable deck just by having those three cards. I, I definitely agree with folks. I think this card is like whelming, I guess is what you would what you would yeah. say. It is neither under nor over. I think it's super interesting design to put it at four, um, which kind of pushes it in a, like a mid-range Zabui way. And that's what I think is kind of like the most interesting thing about the card is that it is like a pretty solid, like 12 is a good mid-range number, particularly now that Blob is much less consistently like, five million power or effectively infinite power um so i think as glazer said the creation of this sort of thor package or walt simonson package or whatever you want to call it like is definitely like really interesting but i think more is like this all four zabu deck that like i think that is kind of what i'm interested in seeing whether that becomes a thing again um because there's just like a lot of I think flexibility and interesting stuff in these mid-range four cards that are kind of hard for a deck to attack. And so I'm sort of sort of interested in sort of seeing like, you know, is it gonna be Dark Hawk? Is it gonna be Beta Ray? Like there's multiple pretty sizable threats at four, including Werewolf, right? As well. Like I think like a Zabu shell that is like that's like kind of like those old um specimen decks when Zabu was extremely cracked that were like didn't they had Zabu as their only cheap card and it was like all fours right and I think that there's like something to that that could be emerging as more and more of these diverse threats that require different sets of answers continue to be printed in four and continuing my continuing my continuing argument that the best card printed last year was Zabu so sort of that's sort of my take on this card um 
So uh, we'll start with Tucker. We are sitting here at the end of the Planet Hulk plus Beta Ray Bill uh, sort of season. Uh, your feelings about, you know, the sort of the cards. You don't have to talk about all of them. You can talk about some of them. Sort of what is your feeling at the end of the first season of this year of our Lord 2024? I think we added a lot of great support cards this season. I think some of them we kind of overrated some of them and some of them are kind of properly rated. I think Kyra is the best card that came out this season. I think what she adds to all sorts of decks is really scary. We got Zoo back. We got you can drop six costs and just be safe. I think Scar is actually severely underrated right now. I think um, not a lot of people are playing Scar, but you've seen him flex, I feel like, in this past week in more packages. Um, I think Hercules was underwhelming, still underwhelming. He had to get buffed in an OTA the same week, which was kind of interesting. Um, he's not like bad, but I think he's just eh. Um, I think Meek was a card they put out because next month Meek is going to have way more value. Not going to say he's going to be like groundbreaking, but he definitely gets more usage. And I think Grandmaster was kind of overrated, but the value he can add as a key flex support card can truly help you elevate certain decks. Felicity? Um, overall, I um I think that this season, like where where everything is right now, I really like the meta because it seems like I'm running into a lot of variety and it feels like, you know, some of the cards can go into a lot of different types of decks. And that's what I really appreciate because I feel like a lot of frustrations come from like just seeing the same things over and over and over again. But when you have like a healthy meta, that's when you get to see a lot of different, a lot of variety. And um, I think the cards that came out were pretty interesting and um, they've been fun to like experiment with in different ways. Um, so uh, overall, I I'm really enjoying. Um, this season so far i don't like scar and kaira like as guards but they're not like broken they're just not my style right like i don't want to play one card a turn and just be like look big dumb idiot like i that's just it, that bores me so um let's ignore those her and grandmaster are so cool i love those cards and someone listening is just yelling at me that they're terrible well I wail, so I have time for all three. Hercules is super fun. Miek is super fun. Grandmaster is both good and super fun. Just don't build around him. Just use him on, like, turn four with another two. And all of a sudden, he's great. Like, as long as you're doing these things, these cards are an absolute blast. I think this is one of the most... This is, like, nowhere near the most powerful season. But it's outside of the season pass card and Kyra, which is just, like you put it down and it does thing. I think this is super fun. And like, I think that's a big part of that blob going away and them not releasing a broken card now for basically this will be two months, right? Like in all of January and blob was the first card in December. So it's basically a month and a half to two months that they haven't released a broken card. So when you don't release broken cards and then you do release fun cards, the game gets better, better. I can speak sometimes. Let's go with better. Uh, Tucker is laughing at me. So now you have to reply to <laughs> I was just laughing at at the at the, the better like you you really put an emphasis was, on it. It was such <laughs> an a, accident. It's a better meta. Yeah. It's a better. It's a better meta. We're in the better meta. I guess I get to be the rain on parade here thing. I, excluding from the meta itself, 
I, I, the more the card releases. I think coming off December, which was like a series of powerful in the sense of a, like Annihilus and Blob. Obviously, Blob was too powerful. And I guess Annihilus was too powerful too. Still not convinced by that, but whatever. Um, and But also compelling cards like Havoc and Celine. I will, Celine's my ride or die girl. I love that card. But like those are also like compelling cards that cause people to like want to open caches, want to spend their tokens to this kind of like dud season to me. Like, not saying these cards <gasps> are bad or bad. Like I enjoy Herc. Like I spent on um, Herc. I also spent money on Meek. Grandmaster, I will pin at one point and like buy when he's a busted combo card. But until then, I think he's like kind of boring. And, you know, Kyera, I guess is how you say it is literally the single dullest card that Marvel Snap has ever printed. Like, this card that protects, like, one cost and six cards cost cards from being destroyed. It's like the ultimate mid-range enabler. It's like, cool. Cool story, bro. Like, I think that this season is full of pretty balanced cards um, and is very mid-rangey. With, I think, Grandmaster will, I think, people will come to regret this card existing at some point in the future because of its sort of high ceiling. But you'll kind of sit as a sleeper. I, I was very, very underwhelmed by the season because there's very little, like, nothing really made me want to open a lot. Like, Herc was probably the closest to it because Herc decks are just, like, stupid fun. Like, and they just do stupid stuff sometimes, particularly Herc. Herc Mirrors in that week where everyone was playing Herc was, like, the most fun I've ever had losing in Marvel Snap because, like, things would just happen. Like, stuff is just getting kicked around. It's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's just play cards, right? And, um, yeah, so I was very underwhelmed by the season. Now, that's excluding whether or not the post-blob meta is balanced, which I'm definitely open for arguments that it is. But I just think, overall, I found January as a card release season to be extremely dull, particularly compared to December, which I both enjoyed the December meta, but also just like it wanted me to get all of the cards that month. And I think it's the last month I bought all the cards in Marvel Snap in since like last spring. So. What was the, we're missing a card. Were there only four cards released in December? There's Blob, mm-hmm. Annihilus, Celine, Havoc. No, Annihilus is November. Is Annihilus November? I promise. Mm-hmm. So it's Blob. Celine Havoc. Celine Havoc. And, and then Shaw. And Shaw. Is that it? Mm-hmm. That's your that's that's what you're coming at me with? That pile of crap season? Well, I consider Annihilus in December, but I don't know why my brain says it's well, in December. It, it's uh the se- it's not even the last card of November, it's the second to last card of November because Martyr oh, yeah, states Annihilus. Mm-hmm. I wrote a stupidly large article about this, so it's now ingrained <laughs> in my head. Sure. Um, all right. Felicity, December or January? Go. Which one's better? Yep. Um, I think... Not not counting Blob's brokenness. Wait, can you say what was December's again? Sure, sure. Uh, Shaw, Blob, Blah, Celine, and Havoc. Uh, I think December. I like <gasps> December better. Roy, you have, you have another bad opinion on your side. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I mean, I, I kind of agree that this season there wasn't a card that I was like, that I really, really, really wanted to get. There were some fun ones, but it, it just wasn't like, um, I don't know, I wasn't as excited. Fair. So, 
I don't think the December cards that came out as new cards necessarily was better, but I think the supporting cards and the spotlights in December were better than the supporting cards and the spotlights in January. Because you had Black Knight, Jeff, Legion, Ravona, Tribunal. I mean, you have Stegron, but... Um, but a lot of those cards, some of the earlier players maybe didn't get because Black Knight didn't get his update until December. So people really weren't picking that up in October because you could still Shadow King and Chung Chi it. So I think the supporting cast was better in December. But I, I like the new cards in January more. But I think if you look at it from a holistic standpoint, I think the total sum of cards that came out in December is probably better. All right, Roy, unfortunately, we're restarting this podcast with Lil Robitussin <laughs> and KK Sparkles as our guests. Because I mean, maybe, totally maybe they'll maybe they'll take that's my fine. side. I, mean, I don't know. I think I'm also a weirdo. Like, I'm much more excited about cards that, like, I before am excited to open, even if they turn out to be mm-hmm. shit, than a card that, like, I'm not excited to open that one day turns out to be good. Like, I guess, like, that's how I approach the cards. I'm not upset that, like, for example, I open for Havoc. Not only was that a good month for like a good week for spotlights, but it was also like a card I was excited for. I played some and I'm not being as great as I thought it was, but like I enjoyed that experience versus like, again, like, and I had that experience a little bit with Herc this month, right? Like where I card, I thought it was cool, compelling. I enjoyed opening, even though it kind of turned out to suck or not suck, but you know what I mean? Not as be a meta defining card, right? Unlike like, I don't know, Kiara, like, or even Blob, right? Like a card that maybe people underrated thought was going to be bad and became good like i'm i don't know so i'm always gonna look better at months that like i had that experience of like i want to open this even if it's not great but anyway speaking of not great integrate let's talk about ota stuff all right ota big changes uh luke cage is back to his old ability but he is now a three cost for strength card. Uh, Hulkbuster has been smashed with the nerf bat and is now. Is he? I mean, uh, or is a side grade, I don't know, is now a two cost three strength card instead of a three five. Uh, Heimdall is now a nine strength. Spider Man 99, same text, but now is five cost nine strength. And then the big one that I know has caused some discourse about whether this is a nerf or a buff uh, is Ghost. Ghost has got Glazer's favorite card, has gotten a something to three cost, five strength, same ability. This is not, of course, the biggest OTA, I think, except for Luke and Hulkbuster, not the most aggressive OTA, but Felicity what do you feel about these o- the OTA changes? You don't have to talk about all of them. For example, Heimdall only going up one more strength. If that's not that important to you, you don't have to talk about it. But uh, what do you think about these OTA changes? Um, my favorite one is the Luke Cage change. Just changing back to what it was. Only because um, there is a very toxic deck that I liked to, I liked to play. It was like the Wong hazmat thing. Um, and <laughs> I, I I loved that deck so much, but when they made the change to Luke, it just wasn't playable anymore. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Um, I don't know. It just made me feel really evil, but it felt so good. So um, <laughs> I'm excited to play that one again. Um, 
As for the other ones, honestly, I don't, I, I don't really have a strong opinion on the others. Um, the Hulkbuster, I, I don't know if it's good or good or bad. Um, I mean, it definitely gives less. Like if you're playing it with like Spider Man, it gives it less power. Um, uh, so I, I don't know, but it's also like less cost. Um. And the other ones, I honestly, I really don't know. <laughs> I definitely think the Luke Cage buff was definitely justified. I think we might see some Cerebro Four pop up, which honestly, that deck is in a in a good spot if you if you think about it. Some of the cards you can get there. I think the Hulkbuster is better on curve now. Um, so you can have some crazier mix-ups now with Hulkbuster. Since the three spot is normally so heavy, um, being able to put them at two, um, there's a couple decks I have in mind that I'm going to be testing with Hulkbuster. I think it's honestly, like, for Deadpool, it's not that huge of a deal. I think you probably needed to nerf a different destroy card or something for the destroy package. Oh, did you see? Wait, did you see that they accidentally, uh, released the Venom thing? Did you guys see this? Yeah, that I actually I I was thinking about it too, and it, I'm actually starting to cook if that is a potential thing. I have some stuff in mind. So they had crazy. Venom accidentally on their website as a four or five, just so any listeners who missed it know. Sorry, go ahead. That's a huge change. Yeah, they yeah. didn't release it, and they say uh, Glenn was like, "Yeah, we're not doing that," but I don't know if I believe it. That's yeah, because there's no four power destroy cards right now, so that's actually. Interesting there. I think 2099, no one was playing 2099, and this is also like almost another reason not to play 2099. It's just there's so much setup you have to do with the card in order for it to act properly. I mean, if you want a 5-9 move card, I would probably still go with Arrow. I think Arrow has just more more sway there. I think the Heimdall to 6-9 I think is good. I think we're doing a lot of Asgard cards right now because we just dropped Beta Ray Bill. So that's why Heimdall got a little bit of a, a buff himself. The ghost play is a little interesting. Um, I think, especially with Supergiant coming out next month, I don't. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that. I guess it's better for the Surfer package if you're trying to not get Shadow King and Shang Chi. Um, but I think Eliath is still a card that exists, and not having priority in the final turn is a little, little scary sometimes. Um, but other than that, I think. The changes, why there's not a lot of changes right now is because the meta is so healthy. They didn't really need to, or feel like they needed to adjust all too many things. All right. Are you ready? Everyone got their tinfoil hats ready? Remember how they released Mobius and then they were like, yeah, we knew we were going to nerf that. And they're like, we didn't mean we knew it. We just, you know, knew it. They did Mm -hmm. the same thing with Luke Cage and Elsa. They knew they were releasing Blob. They knew they couldn't have those cards be what they were with Blob. So they temp nerfed them to be like, like, I'm not even kidding. I don't think um, I think they temp nerfed them knowing that they were like, we'll just release them again as threes. I would bet you Elsa's change is just three, three plus two. And they were just like, we're just going to like put them back to threes once Blob is no longer breaking everything. Let's see what happens if we just have a lane winning six. Let's see what it does to the game, does to the meta, right? And so they did, and then, like, they took out the thing that, like, because you couldn't have old Luke with Blob, that would break the game. So, like, they were like, okay, Blob's gone, let's put those two cards back. I'm completely convinced that's what happened. They're not going to tell us again, because their big mistake with Mobius was telling us. 
right? Yeah. But, like, I would bet so much money that's what they did. Did they wait Elsa plus three again? Maybe because she's three cost now? I mean, if they do, she's immediately broken again. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, look, I'm for it, but I don't think the meta is. The problem with the plus three card that's consistent, right, like, is that you have to find reasons not to run it if you can trigger it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we get Spider-Man 2099, like, triggering every time he moves to a new location? Now that he's five cost. Like, that is a lot of work for five cost because yep. he no longer has the Zabu synergy. So, like, there's not that many easy ways to reduce a 5-9, um, particularly in the move package. Like, I, I think, like, if you find a way to move him twice, I feel like you should get rewarded. Um, maybe that maybe that's too toxic. Like, maybe, like, so. Doctor Strange into Spider-Girl or, or Spider-Girl and Doctor Strange. Not Spider-Girl. Quite, uh, um, Ghost Spider, excuse me. Into, um, into you know, Hemdall or something, or I don't know, is too toxic or whatever. But I, I think that now that he's a five cost, I would really like to see Miguel um, become like, just shoot something every time he moves, at least maybe to the first time to a location. So, so I have a stupid idea about why they did this. I think they really want like high power, high cost move to be a thing. And it's not. And like, this isn't going to make it a thing, but like they refuse to make Hercules a three, which is like the obvious thing to do to make him a good card. Right. And now they're just like, mm, what if we give some other cards an extra power? It's just, like, just make them cheaper, not more expensive so we can move them more or give us like mm-hmm. maybe there's, I don't know, in. Uh, what's two months from now, April, there's like some big move enabler coming that's going to make all this worth it. Like, maybe, like, move gets a null, right? Where, like, every time you move a card, this game plus three power. Mm, like a Spider-Punk or, like, a Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, like, ongoing, every card, um, plus three power for every card you've moved this game. Mm. Which would, like, make all this other stuff worth it, right? Because then you have all these other threats under Shang, that threat goes above Shang. You pimed all with that, and all of a sudden things look good, and you're not so sad that you have all these other low power things. Like, I could see it. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I don't care about move. So, can I get hurt again? Ghost is going to hurt me again. I believed in Ghost so hard when Ghost was about to come out. It was going to be my favorite card in Snap. And I kept playing Ghost. I hit Infinite with Ghost, even though it was a terrible card. I'm ready to get hurt again. I'm going to play me some Ghost. You're going to get Ali off the uh, whatever it is a lot. That's what's going to happen to you, Aaron. Like, a lot. It's going to hurt. I don't like, like to tell you. It's just you're going to be winning the game if you were not playing Ghost. There's literally going to be games where it's like, I would have priority if... Uh, I can Enchantress my Ghost on turn oh, five and sure. surprise reclaim uh, sure. initiative wow. to shut off their Eliath. And after they've snapped me, it's extra cubes. Because if they snap me, I know why they snap me. They're snapping on Eliath, right? So then I just hit undo turn. Enchantress... Wow. Win. Friends, we loyal listeners, this loyal is, viewers, you, you are the only Laser knows that YouTube algorithm has already turned so many people away from listening to the rest of this episode. So he can say takes that should are truly ignorant. Alright, that's like alright. Hey, hey, it's called so, what, what are the what are the uh Twitch streamers call it? Copium? Oh my god. Please stop <laughs> talking like a right zoomer. Now. Please don't <laughs> please stop. Like you are you are we have two you know, younger guests. Yes, yes, yes. But <laughs> You know, you're supposed to ro- 
like you're a teacher. You're supposed to make people rise to the occasion, Aaron, not sink down to the Zuma morass. I'm not a history teacher. I'm an English teacher and language Mm. is fully evolving. Sorry. That true. Well, that in and of itself, Glazer is copium. All right. right, Does uh, anyone have any ghost takes before we go? I want some ghost takes. Felicity, do you have a ghost take? I don't think I've ever even played Ghost, to <laughs> tell you the truth. You're smarter than I am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tucker? There's some, uh, Shauna value. There's some Shauna value down the drain now since uh, Ghost is not one cost. Mm, true. Uh, I remember once oh, I this would have been what? When did Ghost come out? Like February. February? Where mm-hmm. I, Glazer was uh, having me build decks for us to play. On Discord, and he was like, "Do you have Ghost?" I was like, "No, I don't have Ghost." He's like, "Why the fuck do you not have Ghost? Like, this card is great. Like, what? Like, we? Like, well, what can we substitute for this? I'm not sure. Like, all right, let's try something else. Like that. That's how on board Glazer was for Ghost. So, I'm gonna get hurt again. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just I. Lo- I love the pain. Oh, I have one more thing. They clearly hate Cerebro, right? Like, why are they so mean to poor Cerebro? But they love, love Silver Surfer. Because ghosts can be pretty good in Surfer, so. I, I don't. Because sometimes you want to go sure. last. Like, if, if, like, if you're not going to get the big purple clouded, going last to Silver Surfer is often frequently good. So. Okay. I mean, it's true, though, right? Like, you avoid Shang-Chi, you avoid Shadow King. Uh, I my brain still will always exist in an original surfer world where they used to run Cosmo and like Cosmo wants Brian. Mm-hmm. And I know Surfer doesn't run Cosmo anymore, but in my heart it does. So just I don't know. More more Cosmo cope or excuse me, more Silver uh, Surfer. Copium. Said copium. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know I was just gonna say copium. copium there. Anyway, wasn't that oh go ahead, Tucker. Was it Ghost the first series five card to go straight to series three? The uh, we don't talk about these things. Stop trying to hurt me. <laughs> all right. All right. So we'll start with you, Tucker. Uh, we've got some guests, questions for our guests, excuse me, from our Patreon. More things you get to do if you're on the what tier, Glazer, for this one? That's the 5 or $10 tier. 5 or $10. So, uh, all right. So we'll start with Tucker. What's your life like outside of Snap? Um, I am married to my beautiful wife, Amber. And we have two dogs and a cat. Ooh, that Those was the color of your energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, work at a country club. Uh, spend a lot of long hours there. So that's why I stream so late at night because I'm out there grinding all day. And I, I drink a lot of energy drinks. So that, that's what keeps me afloat. <laughs> all right. How about you, Felicity? What is life like for you outside of Snap? Um, outside of Snap, um, during the day, I had, do have a full-time job also, and, um, I'm an IT services consultant, um, and, uh, I enjoy a variety of other games as well, and I do a bit of music. Wow. Wait, make music? Um, like, sometimes I'll stream music, so I'll play, like, piano and, like, sing oh, and, so cool. and stuff. Yeah. I'm on your stream all the time. I've never seen you do that. I it's that rare more. nowadays, but oh. yeah. <laughs> That's very, very cool. 
All right. Well, we're going to start with Felicity for this question. What are some content goals you have for you and or for the community? Um, I definitely want to do more events. Um, we are planning on another SnapCon. Yes. Um, <laughs> aside from that, um, I am really bad at doing like social media. Um, and doing anything really outside of Twitch, but I would really like to expand to making more content on like YouTube and on TikTok. So those are my uh, goals for this year. Well, well, if you'd like to do some match commentary, we might have a tournament that could use some YouTube commentators. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. How about awesome. you, Tucker? Oh, sorry, folks. Tucker, uh, kind of in the same boat as Felicity there trying to expand content onto other platforms too. I'm trying to get into a habit of posting like a YouTube video a week um, and getting back into posting my clips everywhere. One of the main goals this year too is to try and hit partner on Twitch, which we're starting the year with pretty solid. I think if we can keep doing what we're doing to stay consistent, we can hit that. And I think honestly for the community, I still think the Marvel Snap community is the best community on Twitch. The the amount of and not just Twitch, other platforms, maybe not Reddit because Reddit gets a little crazy. Um, but it is a, an absolutely fantastic, fully supportive community. Whether you've been a streamer for a while, whether you're wanting to start streaming, there is support from all sorts of sources. And like huge shout out, of course, to you guys here at Snap Judgments for reaching out to all sorts of different content creators, big, small, first time. Maybe it's their first tweet ever or something like picking up their decks and just being able to recognize and just like shout people out really means the world. And it is just fantastic that you guys do that as well. Uh, I want to, I want to take down the community. I'm going to, I built it up. Now I'm just going to tear it down. That's my goal. (laughs) Just going to be like, ah, it's going to be like lady. All right. All right. right, Rip it down. Okay. Gosh. All right. That was just whatever that was. I uh, I said we fixed that in post, but I won't cut it. All right. So anyway, (laughs) last question. I will just keep going in order with you, Tucker. Uh, You're at a bar after a tournament and overhear a group of players talking about you, your content. What do you want them to be saying? I think like holistically, I'd want them to say this guy is truly genuine with what he says and what he does. I think. I don't want it to feel like when I'm streaming or when I'm making content, I'm just a different person. I'd want them to truly think it's authentic. And I think, honestly, that's what matters most. I think authenticity is so valuable. And um, it just, I don't know. I feel like the impact you can have on people, especially if you're being authentic, um, at the end of the day, the goal is to make someone smile. Like, you don't know how, what impact that's going to have on another person. Um, So I don't know. I just want people to be happy, I guess. Oh. That's a good answer, Tucker. <laughs> um, I I love this question because um, it it really gets you to like think about. Because I've never really taken the time to like think about that, but it's something that is really important. But um, very much like Tucker, like yeah, I would want people to think of my content as very authentic. Um, and. For me, I love to have fun, and with like a com- kind of competitive game like Snap, um, I've never really had the a lot of time to dedicate to my content and to Snap to be a very 
like a super competitive player and I'm not I don't think I'm known to be like really good at the game or anything like that but um and so I You're I really want good. Sorry that's like <laughs> well, I appreciate... how many wait how many people here have beaten Lambie? Oh just you <laughs> that's cool. All right, let's keep going. Oh. <laughs> um... <laughs> But all in all, like I, I, I would like to, like I, I would like my content to. Uh, I want people to think that it's like a fun place and a safe place to be at whenever they come by my stream, and um, that's that's mostly where I try to make my streams fun. <laughs> you succeed. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, also, I like that talk things at the end of after meeting him, anyone's just not like, wow, did you know he was that tall? <laughs> That's totally what they're going to be saying. <laughs> Wait, did you have, did you know? That was a lot at SnapCon. Everyone was like, Wait, what? It's got to be the camera angle or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So that's that flag behind him. He's got, a, he's always got a one piece flag. It's actually at the top of a flagpole. He's just that tall. He's, it just looks like it's right on normal level. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right, friends. Let's move into our main segment here. All right, Glazer, what is going on this week? All right, I listed 24 week cards. We're each going to draft one to talk about snake draft style. Do you guys know what snake draft is? Basically, first person goes, then the last person goes twice, and then we keep looping around until we each have four cards. Um, we're at that point saying how we think we try and buff these kind of crappy cards. I missed one crappy card, so we should have 25, but what are you going to do? Uh, let's see if you folks can figure out which card I completely forgot. That's completely terrible. That was not on the list. But we are going to draft the cards, and the person who drafts the card gets the final say on how to fix it. And at the end, we'll, ha we'll each have four cards with fixes. Cool. Is it? Does it have to be realistic? I mean, you live your best life, Fel. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I'm going to real quick read the list of cards for our loyal listeners. So they just have a sense of what we're dealing with here. We've got, I don't know why Leech is on here, but sure. Leech, Meek, I think Grandmaster, Howard the Duck. You might hate me, Leech, but it's not a bad card. All right. Ambaku, Havoc, Baron Mordo, Cloak, Captain America, Rhino, Sabretooth, Swordmaster. At this point, our lower, or excuse me, our loyal viewers realize Glazer doesn't know how to count because he starts over again with 12 over here. We've got Groot slash Drax, over. I don't care. White Queen, Kang, Lady Deathstrike, Ultron, also another weird one to be bad card, Orca slash Namor, sure, Hellcarrier, Captain Marvel, Moon Knight, Adam Warlock, again, Galactus, uh, and Quicksilver <laughs> slash Domino. Now, these are the cards that Glazer chose for us, whether they are all bad cards is up to your interpretation. Like as Glazer pointed out earlier, language and cards, you know, are fungible, you know, like it's always, uh, always changing here. So, all right. Who is the first person in our snake draft to kick it off? So I used a random number generator to give us our order. So it's going to go Tucker, Roy, Glazer, then Felicity twice. And then cool. we'll go back and Tucker will go twice on the way back. So Tuck, which card do you want to talk about first? Uh, Lady Deathstrike. Ooh, okay. Let's go. Um, what do you want to change? So, How do you want to change it? So honestly, I think the only change you need to add, either, not only change, I think if you make Lady Deathstrike 
a four cost card. Um, either on a four five or a four four. Um, that's pretty much the only tweak I would do. I, I would change your energy costs. I know we were talking about the venom, whatever leak earlier. Um, but there's no four cost destroy card. And I think having Lady Deathstrike on curve in that sort of way as a 4-5, I think that's just a safe number there. Um, it destroys Ms. Marvel. It destroys Zabu. I was using Lady Deathstrike previous seasons to destroy Mobius and stuff. I think she's a viable tech you don't even have to have in just a destroy deck. And since 4 is such a you know competitive energy cost as it is, I think it, it just would make more sense as a 4-5. That's my final. Final 4-5 is 4-5. So yeah. we're cool with it being the best card in the game then with Zebu. Yeah. <laughs> we're just all fine with that. That's where we're going with <laughs> Lady Deathstrike, best card in Marvel Snap. Yeah, we're all cool. Yeah. Fel, do you how do you like that change? That works. <laughs> <laughs> we're, so we're team Lady Deathstrike being the best card in Snap. <laughs> Holy crap. All right. I mean, I was going to say for her um, making her a 5-5 five five, and then like if you really want to make her great and like it's nowhere near as good as just being a 4-5, only killing opponent's cards. Ooh. Mm, well, that yeah. I, I want to pull her from package, destroy. You kind of just get beat because Lady Deathstrike can't unclog your lane. Okay. Like, I just want her to be a good tech card, right? Like, I think yeah. a 5-5 five, five is a good card you can play on turn 5 or turn 6. Like, sort of like Valkyrie mm-hmm. would be just fine for me for her. But hey, it's your I pick, like so you get power. the final say. I think 5 power, honestly, like, I think 4-4, four, four, I'm cool with that. I think 5-5, five, five, I, I just want her to be more powerful. I really like the card. Um, I don't think she should have been Series 5 when she came out. I think Series 4, she makes more sense. Um, but I think she just needs 5 power. So four five or five five? It's your ultimately your pick, Roy. Do you have anything to add to this one? I mean, I my change would be that equal other cards of equal or lesser power would be is, is the is the text mm. I always want for her. So just change it to other cards with equal or lesser power. I always thought would be so much better than the it has to be lesser power. But then mm. you can kill Cyclops. I like that. Tuck, yeah. what do you want? It's ultimately your choice. What is the change? What is our final Lady Deathstrike change? I really like Roy's thing. I think realistically, equal or less power makes the most sense. But I want her to be 5-5. Five, 5-5? Five. Five, five? <laughs> five, five, five. it is. Five, five. Lady Deathstrike gets one more power and like I think she's just a good meta card at that point. Yeah. Alright. Roy, it is your pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Baron Mordo. Okay. And I'm going to turn him, I'm going to give him Spider Ham's ability as well. So you draw the top card of their deck, it becomes six cost and loses its abilities. It just Ooh. becomes a dead. Well, not sometimes. Like, again, like if they are playing Infinite, cool. Then they get a, a busted card. But most of the time, it just becomes a dead draw six, whatever the power is. I think it's just sort of like, I, uh, because right now it's kind of like a weird, like maybe what's that um, Ronin card sort of like a, you know, kind of thing. But I, I think generally is like combining it with Spider-Ham and turning everything into spider or uh, ability would be extremely powerful. And I think would 
make it a better card. Like if you if this is the design you want and you want it to be powerful, I think that's what you have to do. Okay. Any thoughts? Mm, I think stripping the ability is a lot. Um, honestly, if I, if I were to make it like Spider Ham, I would make it so we just knew what card turned into six power. Mm. That I would just I would do more of the intel aspect because we're already making them draw a card. I think making him like a, a but it's like at the same time I the idea is really cool because I mean he has magic. Being able to just take something away is really cool, and it's like a a micro kind of better leech because he's he's too cost. Um, so spider him. I mean, spider ham's like that too. But I think you'd play probably Baron more than Spider Ham. That's in that case. Phil. Um. Oh, for Baron Mordo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I feel like I never see Baron Mordo, so I I kind of like that idea of um. Just getting rid of the ability of a card, but, um, I don't know. I think I'd be okay with that. So the change I've always heard for Mordo that everyone always tosses around is for Mordo to, um, instead of being draws a card, just be the next card you draw. Mm. Mm, that's, that's solid. That's like the lowest impact change, like on, like the, yeah. on the card. I mean, it's if a you potential like, draw step blank, right? Yeah. If you really wanted to go crazy, you could do like because this card, like, very moto. Another thing that stands out to me is like it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's a Doctor Strange card, right? So if it's the opposite of Doctor Strange, where it moves the lowest strength card, mm. uh, was also sort of another idea I had for Barimoto. Like, if you wanted to be like, no. Whatever, this was just a card we designed in the vacuum. It was a bottom-up design. But if you were going to top-down design Barimoto based on what Doctor Strange does, it would be like that. that. So those are sort of my because, two ideas. Because uh, Dagger exists. Yep. Plus three, by the way. Yeah. All right, which do you want, Roy? It's your call. Uh, I'll go with the Spider-Ham one, just because I, I think that's kind of hilarious. But, uh, yeah. Okay. It is my pick, and I want Sabretooth to um, be a 410 that when it's destroyed returns to hand. Uh-huh. What is it right now again? I mean, Three, what does four it... does nothing. When you destroy it, it returns to your hand and costs zero. I want it to be a 410, or it could be a 4-9. I'm fine with a 4-9. Let's say 4-9. 4-9, when it's destroyed, it returns to your 10 cost zero. Same ability, but 4-9. Because if I'm going to play a card to destroy it, I want to pay off. Good grief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, I'm not, I'm, you, you guys are going small. We're going big now. What do we think? Too good? Uh, I think that's too good. I mean, Mobius exists, but I think 4-10, I mean... 4-9, 4-9, 4-9. and an escape Shang-Chi. Sure. That's free. I mean, if, if you look at like the four nine drawbacks, like Black Cat, four nine, it disappears. You have to Ghost Rider back or Hella back or play it that turn. I I, I think that's a little too big, 
but I think you could get him to nine power, destroying him a couple times. Like he gets, he goes back to your hand, Ooh. gets plus one, like Kitty or something like that, and you just I do like that it. repeatedly. I like it. So let's make him okay. Let's change it. I, you convinced me on that. Let's make it four. No, let's keep it three at that point. Three five. Each time mm-hmm. it's destroyed, it gets plus one and costs yeah. zero. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. You're still getting your null value. You're it works as like an X Men character, still like that archetype with like a Wolverine getting the plus value. He just costs zero back in your hand, opposed to like Deadpool costing one still back in your hand. So it kind of has the same flow to it. Felicity, thoughts? I like no. that a lot. I like that better than just having him just be really high power to begin with. Um, yeah, I think destroying him. Uh, and having him gain health each time you destroy him and costing zero. I think that that's a good change. All right. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. All right, well, that's the change. Done. Felicity, you now get two in a row. This is so hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> yeah, but you guys, oh, for some reason, it's so easy for you guys. I mean, mine got talked. I got talked out of mine in point two seconds. It wasn't easy. <laughs> but I feel like these cards are like I don't know. They're all right. <laughs> Break the game. I, I mean, some of them are glazed, like are just Glazer's opinion. Like there is like no reason Legion Glenn should be honest. But so, but Ultron should because Glenn literally this week was like, yeah, maybe we're updating Ultron. He might not be good enough. I oh, maybe I should shut up because I have an Ultron change next. um i guess i'll pick adam warlock nice um i I maybe like a realistic change would maybe be just making him more power just because he i mean he's he's zero right he's like a Mm -hmm. two zero I, I think just giving him some power would make him a little more playable because it feels like you're just kind of putting him in a lane and I mean, when you play him, you don't know if you're going to be winning that lane or not. So it feels like he's kind of I guess that's why we don't really see him being played. I have an idea. What if you didn't give him power, but the car- any card he drew got negative one cost? What if he was zero still, or even minus one or minus two, and he was draw a card? Just play him, draw a card. So two, negative two, draw a card. Just one draw card cantrip. Then he's in every deck, and he's the best card. No, I know. But even at minus two, you think he's in every single deck at minus two? Yeah. I mean, he's Adam Warlock. He's supposed to be OP. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> sure, but like, they they didn't want America Chavez in the game, right? And that's just yeah. Like, I was right. gonna say it. It's like the same as America Chavez because it thins out your deck. Well, and like sure. Bast and Ravona exist. Mm. Spicy. All right, Vel, it's your choice. Which of these do you want? Just two one two 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 zero oh, and gets negative one something totally different roy's idea um i feel like giving him some power would be kind of nice maybe like a two two 
Oh, wow. We're going, we're going big. Tutu Adam Warlock. He is now wearing a cute little skirt. He's wearing a tutu. All right. <laughs> so you go again. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I will go with... Um, maybe Wake Silver slash Domino. Okay. Those are cards you always draw on, like, one and two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm, okay, my original idea was to have them just draw another card, but that doesn't work, because that's the same thing we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um... Maybe. Uh, having them. I don't know. All I can think of is having them be more power. I feel like that's probably what I feel like for most of these cards because I don't really know how else to balance. I don't hate them having more power. <laughs> like, I think a 1 3 Quicksilver and a 2 4 Domino would like be significantly more playable. Is that crazy? Like, there's decks I'd run Domino at 2 for. Yeah. Tuck, thoughts? So, like, this is going to sound a little crazy. So, like, for Quicksilver, what if you swapped his ability with Electra's ability? And he just kind of, um, what's his name? Is it Blue, Blue Train from The Boys? Who has the? I don't know if you guys have seen the boys. Oh, oh. oh, but he just runs over another one cost card on the other side of the board as like his ability. Um, I like the the draw for it is good for you know beginning players kind of to like understand. Oh, I'm always going to get this card. I'm always going to have a card to play in this situation. Um, but like Domino's things about getting lucky. So like, what if she? I don't know. I really like Nico and how she has like spells that are like RNG. But what if you had some like RNG stuff for like Domino, like? Um, and this turn, you can, I mean, not like a quake kind of thing, but like, I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking just like RNG with Domino just be, to play into her like lore of having luck. So maybe it's like you draw a certain cost card or something here or a certain on reveal ability happens. Um, I, I don't know how to actually put it, what I'm trying to say out, but that's just kind of, kind of where my head's at. Just like tweak the card and to make it more RNG because, I mean, it relies on luck. And then Quicksilver, I mean, what if you play Quicksilver and something something else happens? Like, what if you play Quicksilver and um, one of your one-drops moves lanes or something? Like, Quicksilver like, not, like, pulls a card over like Ghost Spider. What if he, like, flips a one-drop over to a random location, like, when he drops down? Kind of like when... And X-Man, would, I don't know, was it Days of Future Past where he's just like shuffling people out of the mansion and stuff? Like he's just randomly throws a card somewhere or something. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> Felicity, this is ultimately your decision. What would you like to see happen to Quicksilver and Domino? Um, I, I guess, or, or maybe if they just like 
if you held them in your hand a turn, like you would still draw it on those turns. But if you held it in your hand for the next turn, um, after you drew it, they would just hop to a random location. Oh, I like that. Like after. Maybe something like that. I actually like that a lot. That fits Quicksilver especially really well. Mm. Cool. Okay. All right. I am not going Ultron. I lied. I'm going Havoc. I want Havoc to gain the power, but not eat the energy the turn you play him. Everything else the same. Every other turn the same. But for the first turn, he doesn't eat the energy. He just gains the power. Thoughts? Me. I mean, that makes him much more powerful, but I think it's, like, within the range of, like, possible changes that could exist, so it's hard to check to, I guess. But it does get away from the, the heart of the card, right? Because it's... I mean, sure, but, like, you're, you're he's still doing it, like, if you play him anything earlier than turn five, you're still losing the energy in a real way. And, like, if you play him on turn five, you're just playing a two-drop on turn five, not a five-drop, right? So, like, Good luck. I mean, you're play a two and a three. Sure. Fell. So. Um. So you're saying that if you play him, that the first, energy doesn't go. That first turn, the turn you play him, he oh. doesn't need the energy. He just gets the power, and every turn thereafter. It, like oh, the I idea see. Is like you're He'll spending energy, energy to play him, and that's the energy for that turn, so he gets his power. The next turn, he starts doing the exact same thing as he does. Oh. I kind of like that. Nice. It does make him pretty powerful, but I, I kind of like it. So. I think it's, it's an interesting change. I think the setback of Havoc, like, because like if you were to play him on on five, you'd be, be I don't know. I just I just think a card becoming two eight on the next turn and not having a drawback is, is kind of crazy. Um it does that make him doesn't necessarily make him the best two drop in the game. I just think that makes him a little bit ridiculously overpowered. Um well I mean I guess that's kind of an oxymoron mm-hmm. there if I said not the best two drop in the game, make him ridiculously overpowered. But I think like- I think I don't know you have to have some sort of way to maybe if it's not plus four, if it's plus three, okay, plus three and he doesn't gain energy. So is it two eight that busted at that point in the game? Right? Like there's two six, like we have two sixes, right? Mm -hmm. We have Elsa who with two triggers is a two seven. Like, is it that much above curve? Because like those cards, like you can play whenever you want. Right? Like, this card you have to play on one specific turn, or you're not getting that benefit. I still think the drawback... I mean, with Maximus, your opponent draws two cards. So you're playing Maximus on the final turn anyways, and he's a 2-6. With with Havoc, he becomes a 2-8, and you don't lose your energy until then he's what? Potentially, if you had played him on curve, you get him to 2-8 on, let's say, like, turn 5, he's 2-8 if you play him on 4, so you have... Four energy on turn six, but he's a two twelve. Then I think it. I don't shadow know. Shadow King I, his ass. I mean, or you could shadow shang King him. him. You could, you could. You, I mean, you you would have to pretty much like shang him and over not overcommit, but really play into that lane because he's a twelve on on six. I mean, you can't shang him if you play him on four. 
because it's an after after turn action. So yeah, you sure. have to. Okay, so let's change the timing then, so it's not yeah. after turn. Also, mm-hmm. let's make it like at the start of the turn instead of at the end of the turn. This way, like the counters are back in. That should counter his power for me. Okay, I like. I think beginning of a turn makes more sense. I think that that's definitely better for for the curve. I still think the power creep is is scary, but like you need like it just kind of makes sense to i mean the card overall like the character is freaking sick why would you not have something great say that for the character i had another idea of a full redesign where he becomes a high evolutionary card but he gives two cards at your location and he could be one just fine plus one power Ooh, so like it's literally a sonic blast through his Mm -hmm. i like that honestly a Cyclops synergy like that, I feel like, makes sense. Do you tweak Misty at all, or do you keep Misty with the same ability? Well, actually, no. You keep Misty the same because you mm-hmm. already have Wasp, which is similar to Cyclops yep. with the with the Zap. Okay. I like that more, honestly. Felicity, which one do you like better? Um, sorry, what were they? So the, there's the one where it absorbs the... It, it start at the start of the turn... But not it works exactly the same as now, but happens at the start of the turn and it doesn't take the negative energy doesn't take effect till next turn. The other is it becomes a vanilla card that works with high evolutionary and its high evolutionary ability is we can make it a two two at that point or whatever. Right. Um, Two cards at your location get plus one power for each if you have unspent energy at the end of the turn, basically reverse Cyclops. Where Cyclops gives your opponents negative one, two cards negative one. Yeah, you yeah. Plus one. You yeah. get plus one for mm-hmm. yours. Wait, but do you get less energy still? Nope, nope, nope. Just any unspent energy you have that turn. Oh. Like, exact same trigger as Cyclops. If you have unspent energy, it kicks. Hmm. Um. I think I like that better. Okay. Let's go with but- the evil card. Oh, sorry, go ahead. But I I also kind of like Havoc's ability because there's not really any other cards that are like that. Like, you lose energy. Like, I, I kind of like the uniqueness of that. But I, that doesn't really matter, I guess. <laughs> it can matter. Roy, yeah. break our tie. Uh, I'll go with the form. The... uh current build yeah not the evolutionary yeah yep. cool making sure all right roy your pick um i am going to pick a controversial one um or the design i want is controversial is ambaku and i okay. basically want him to be uh old america chavez but his text so he does not go in your hand you do not draw him at the end of the game he randomly appears in one of your lanes and gives you two power that's too. That I mean, like just, we just best card in the game. That's fine. Like, I think that is incredibly fine with me. Like I just think it's totally fine. So that that's me. I like that surprise element. Imbaku is one of the most feel bad cards in the game. So short of a complete uh, redesign, that's what I, I would mean, do. You could redesign them too. I. What about Mbaku? Like, what make about power? I don't know. Again, he's a card that, like, you'd have to sit in a design meeting and be like, all right, is he a Wakanda card? Is he a separate card? Like, his design has nothing to do with the character of Mbaku. 
right? And he has nothing to tie with Wakanda. So just designing a random Wakanda card and slapping him on there. That's so there's my design. There you go. What if he didn't stay in your deck? You just draw him whenever, but he will always fly to a random location. Doesn't he do that now? Doesn't he come out of your hand? Nope. No, oh, he doesn't come out of your hand. Text? Sure. If that's what you want is the, the reasonable one, we can switch to that. What if, similar to like the Wakandan cards, like Black Panther doubles his power. Nakia adds plus one to the cards in your hand. Um, Okoye adds plus one to the cards in your hand. What if M'Baku got like an additional either maybe not necessarily doubles his power but gets like plus one for all on reveals that happen like his power just gets upped because like a lot of the other cards are buffing either themselves or other cards in their deck but if like M'Baku per on reveal like got like a plus one or maybe his got like a plus two or something sure Sure. I don't necessarily think, again, like if we're going into the Wakanda space, mm-hmm. he's got to either double power or add power to the hand, right? That's the, the two Wakanda design spaces. Um, so, and, you know, he's never, I think Ibaku's been Black Panther in the comics, has he? Mm-hmm. Or is he not? So, yeah. You know, um, maybe he triples Ooh. power. Or how about when your card Super would sure. have its when your card would have its power doubled, um, give it half of that again. Mm. That I, that design is fine, except no one is going to do the math right. So like you're you're like <laughs> I mean, literally asking people like I mean plus fourteen then divide by two seven so like I'm 21. telling you, Aaron, and I would be literally we would you and I would literally be sitting on Discord playing a game. And we, we'd both be like, so this could be 27 power. And I would say, yeah. And you would say, yeah. And then it's not 27 power. It's either something less or something more like that's <laughs> like a like it's like they try to be easy. It's like instead of doubling the power, triple the power. Right. But there's only one card in the game that doubles power. But uh, if you make two, it like an effect like Shaw, there's three cards in game that double power now. The double Shuri, power. Shuri, Panther and uh what's his face bitter yeah Deadpool. i mean oh deadpool and then deadpool so like it could be a fact like if something like you know something power doubles or um instead of doubling triple or it seems like it'd be problematic real fast yeah that that immediate uh what would what would shuri be at that point 42 that seems like we have blob again we just remade blob Yes, a three card blob. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so fine. Still, <laughs> that's an ongoing. Like, I, I, I mean, I think if I, I think Felicity's this this option is the one I'll go for. It's the most reasonable of them. Okay, um, so works from hand also. Yes, I think though. Um, I think Mbaku, if you're going to rework him, I think he needs to be. You got to sit in your design meeting and like go back to first principles on the card. Like, if you're going to do a fundamental. Because he has no relationship to any of the other Wakanda cards. All right. Tuck. Two in a row. These are your last... Oh, wait. No, you're not. You're going to get the last pick in the draft, right? Go for it. 
Um, so with Moon Knight, um, Moon Knight would have an RNG ability, three different RNG abilities for his three split personalities. Um, one of them would be discard a card. One of them would be destroy a card. Like not like a Shang Chi, but like a certain. Maybe it's maybe he gets instead of the Electra, which Electra I think is a card. I think I would have loved to see on this list. Um, but it'd be I, like I, I didn't put any cards in that were recently buffed or nerfed. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, destroy like a two drop with this on reveal with Moon Knight, and then the third one would be add um, power to another card, whether that is plus two, probably plus two. Um, like maybe in a power, like add two power on reveal to a card of this location, so it's like a permanent power opposed to an ongoing power. So then you're using all three personalities. The one that like kills is the kill personality of Moon Knight. The one that adds power would be the um, what is it? Is it Doctor Doctor Knight or I forget what which I one think it is? It's just Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight. That's one is that would that would add the two power to your cards in that lane, and then the OG um, archaeologist Moon Knight would be the discard one because I feel discard like kind of one that. from your hand, from their hand, from both. It, it would be it would be the it would be the the both one the same one you do because you're still okay. like because the way Moon Knight works like he all he wears white so people see him coming mm-hmm. and he never dodges so like if he's not going to dodge then he's not going to dodge your hand and your opponent's hand so he'll take a hit and you'll take a hit at the same time. Um. Okay. So. How is this RNG decided? Like, is it when you play it? Is it like Nico where it changes in hand? How does it work? It would it would change in hand, but it would change more. Yeah, it would change more like Nico. Or if maybe it transforms like old Snowguard did. Okay. I can live with that. I like it. Fell? It's a cool concept. I like that. Right? Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's keep it. Go again, talk. And then for my next one, I'll do Kang. And honestly, Glazer, I think what we talked about months ago. one, yeah. Months ago. Um, with Kang being like a timekeeper, I think I like the idea of him changing all three locations <laughs> to something okay. random. Um, kind of, it's kind of like a, not like a Legion, it's kind of like a multiple Scarlet Witch kind of thing, but like, Master of Time, he controls all three. I think he maybe he still disappears, but you don't and you, but you don't get the card draw. But he changes all three locations as a big bad. Something crazy. Uh I could see it. I kind of actually like change all three locations. Um is it crazy if he um turned a, like I want one him to turn one location to the one where it turns each card into a different card of the same cost. Ooh. Because that feels like he's just slipping. Yeah, Tarnax, where he's like flipping through time. And like when he <laughs> plays it, he should also change to another five, right? But like mm-hmm. you can screw up your opponent's whole turn that way. So that I think that would be like what I would want. I would just be like that. that like he becomes, he changes the location you play him at to Tarnax. And then, it, oh shit, I keep dropping my water bottle, sorry. <laughs> and then he immediately, um, like changes into a different five at random. Like sometimes you're going to Modoc your face, right? And that'll be hilarious. But sometimes you're going to be like, oh, cool, free double dino. That'd be spicy. I. Oh, no. Go ahead, Felicity. 
Oh, no, I, I, I'd like that. I was actually going to use that for Helicarrier. Oh, nice. <laughs> but that, I mean, I think that would work for Kang a little better. Uh, I'm going to suggest something that's absolutely wild and you're all going to hate it, but he has the text. Before turn five, cannot be played after turn five, restart the game. Hmm. I, I, I would, it, I cannot double the length of my conquest games. Yeah, I'm just. In a, in a, I know. I knew it was immediately, but I think just restart the game. Boom, just play it. Can't be played after turn five. Restart the game. So it's like a five zero. Boom. Oh my god! I would punch my monitor probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Punch my Roy. But it's not bad. It's fine. not a bad change. It's interesting, but oh my god, I think there will be a lot of people emoting. <laughs> Tuck, what your if you call. restarted like two turns, like two or maybe not the whole game, but if you restarted a couple turns, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm gonna stick with the locations. I think change sure. all three locations is what I think would be pretty crazy. And like we have a lot of location cards, but we don't have anything like. Is, is he mean, still five zero? Yeah, he still five zero. But, and but he stays on the board now, right? Like, but he's yeah, he he takes up board space because he's changing every single location. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. We are back to Roy. I'm going to save this card from Aaron because I have this feeling that he's going to pick this card, which is Galactus. Uh, I knew you were, though. It's uh, here literally for you. I mean, I wouldn't have picked this if it wasn't on here. I'm just trying to save Aaron from doing some abominable thing to it. Uh, I think Galactus, I mean, you can adjust his exact power, but his current text, but instead of blowing all other lanes, he blows up his own lane. He just blows up one lane. So you play him. If you're winning that lane, you blow it up. How do you win the, the only... game if one location doesn't exist? Isn't that just like one? Like you tie. Just you, you tie. Oh, wait. I mean, I guess tiebreakers can... are perfectly fine, right? Yeah, tiebreakers are still there and games tie. I mean, three location games end in ties. I have it like maybe once a session. I have ties. Like, just blow up the location. Could be because your opponent has. Same, same, or same other text. Same other text. You can adjust the power up, maybe since it only blows one lane. It could be like an, a, a six seven. What is he? What okay. is Galactus currently? A six five. Six, five. Yeah, yeah like it could six, be six seven, six seven or whatever. And so your opponent has Wong there. Boom, blow it up. Like just, I I think that's a way of like it still being an interesting and powerful card that does Galactusy things. It ate a planet but doesn't like make the game only about Galactus, which is what so many people hate about the card. So that would be my redesign. Are you saying it blows up the location he's played at? Correct. Or random? Okay. His location. Oh, random. Woo. That would be super spicy, Felicity. Wow. (laughs) I'm not that brave. Uh, I want this one to actually fly. But random would be fun. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like the blows up his own location a lot I think it's a much cooler card than it is now like it's just like all right yeah it's just like all right so like screw that um especially if it's like a six seven like you you sort of locking in that last turn of the game at that point I like it it can only be your only card now of course if you have priority 
you blow up like three of your opponent's cards. So it makes it a super alley off or whatever at this point. But um, yeah. I think I, I like that idea. I think honestly, I, this might sound crazy. What if you just like reverted him back to OG Galactus? No. Like, because then you just okay, because then you just like Shuri Red Skull one location, so you're probably winning tiebreakers, right? And then like the other location, just Galactus. That location doesn't exist. Your tiebreakers are one. Have a great day. I mean, yes, but like at the same time, I feel like Galactus right now. If you're playing him with Electro, you're fighting for priority. So like, even if you didn't have priority and you Galactus a lane and you don't have priority, you can still arguably win that. It just bring. I mean, it would bring back the Null Galactus play. But, but why do you want that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm thinking too too crazy. But I, I mean, I do like Roy's. I mean, Galact. I mean, the thing about Galactus, right, is Galactus has never actually been the most busted thing to be doing, right? Like it's come close a couple of times, but people just hate that the game becomes all about him and he makes their shiny cards go away, right? Like mm-hmm. people, like he's just for a lot of players he's a negative play experience. And so they, but there's, but there's a lot of people who love that play experience. So they're like constantly trying to find the right spot. I think right now they're in an okay place with Galactus um, where he, you know, you can play him. There's definitely cool Galactus decks. Check out the snap takes, but um, it's definitely not as powerful. I think at this point, like maybe in, now in this more balanced post blob meta, but during the blob meta, I think old Galactus would have not been one of the best things to be doing. Right. I think that like the strategies of the game have the whole overall game has power creeped sometimes above what OG Galactus was doing, but um, it's, I think now at a lower ebb, so maybe not, but so you can't permanently have that effect in the game. But there's definitely times, and there uh, there could be in February another time where the game just is too strong for what Galact the OG Galactus wants. But that a lot of people don't care about how powerful that is. So I feel like shifting him to one location is a compromise where it does something cool, does something compelling that no other card in the game can do, but doesn't make the game only about him. Make, he's still probably the biggest thing that happens in the game, but it's not only about him. Anyway. Is he still six five? Six five, yeah. You, I even could be like a six six or six seven at that point, because. But I think you buff him to six six or seven. I think I like that too. If it's one lane opposed to the other mm-hmm. two, yeah, I think it's fair. I like the one lane seven. All right, all good. Yeah, I go. All right, I'm gonna go with the uh, Orca Namor duo. I want two changes. I want one cannot be destroyed. If I can only play them alone, just give them the stupid cannot be destroyed text. Um, beat their number. Go. Thing two, I want them to each take up two spots at a location. Mm. And I want Ms. Marvel to work with that. Because now they count as two cards. Oh, wow. That is, that's, that's, but they're the two cards of the same cost, so they wouldn't. It wouldn't work. Oh, they are two cards of the same cost. Fine, they won't work in this Marvel. Then I guess they don't have to take up two. Just give them. <laughs> can't be destroyed. I'll be happy. I like that. I think taking up two lanes 
is if it's taking up two lanes and you can't be destroyed, I think that's entirely reasonable. Okay. Just one two lanes card. can't be destroyed. <laughs> what do you think, Felicity? I like that as well. I was thinking about that also, and I guess one of the like I'm sometimes afraid to play them because I'm scared they will get destroyed if and if that's like the only card that I have there. Um yeah, I like that. I just think like you're taking such a downside by playing only one card at a location that it's fair to like give them the upside of not just being Shangbi. Like you can still enchantress them, right? Like make it part of an ongoing so if you enchantress them, that's fine, rogue them, whatever. No, that's yeah. that is spicy. I like it. Before it? That was an easy one. Does rogue steal both the um can't be destroyed and the single lane ability. Yep. yep. Okay. But like, good. Go figure out how to rogue that. Fine. <laughs> All right, that one was super easy. Fell, you're up two, and these will um, be your last two. Dun, dun, dun. I will. I have two. You get two. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will pick Howard the Duck. Ooh. Um. Right now, Howard the Duck is you just you can see your next card, right? Mm-hmm. It's ongoing. Um. Maybe add in uh, an additional on reveal, and you can see your opponent's next draw. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like. I don't that know a lot. if that makes him strong enough, but. I don't see him very often. I like that, actually. I like that a fair amount. Yeah, I think that's actually really cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm for it. <laughs> yeah. have any thoughts? Yeah. Except, I it's a like good it. one. I, it's a very good I one. Play that card, that is smooth, yeah. <laughs> okay, sweet. Um, I think I will pick... Um, Groot slash Drax. Okay. Uh, for Groot, how much does he gain? Uh, two. 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 He's a three, four two. that gains two. If someone else plays a card in that mm-hmm. lane. Yep. Um, maybe if the opponent does not play a card, then he gain. then they'll gain one. Instead of the two. But also keep, if they do play a card there, then he'll gain two. Hmm. So this way there's always non-reveal that triggers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Talk? Yeah, I think because like where they're situated in their card slots at three and four costs, I think that's another reason why their play rate is just so low. Um, but I think, yeah, even if they, if they whiff, they, they're not, like, punished for it. Like, Mystique is, if you play your card in the wrong order, she's drawn. Because, like, their ability isn't as, like, potentially game-altering as, like, Mystique is, if that makes sense. So, I think a lot of it is just, like, Gamorrissey's play because 5-12 is really big. Mm-hmm. And 3-6 is not really big. 4-8 is not really big. No. 
I mean, look at Crossbones. Yeah. Especially with some of the stuff that got released today, Crossbones stonks went down even lower. With yeah. the, I guess Crossbones should be on here. He was not the card <laughs> I forgot, but Crossbones is not here. Because Crossbones yeah. was metal. Way better choice than Leech. To be so on this yes. list, so I have a Leech change I want to talk about at the end. It's it's literally a nerf, not a buff. But there's a leaf change I want to talk about. It maybe here, so I remember. Crossbones should be here, but Crossbones is not the bad card I forgot. The bad oh. card I forgot is in Series 5. Okay, what do you got for us, Glazer? Oh, no, it's Felicity's turn. She's I got thought two. Felicity did both. Oh, she did I both. Did you're, right, you're, you're, right, and... you're right, you're right. You're right. All right. And the group. Yeah. So the one I really want is like a small cloak change, but I'm not going to do that. We're going to instead do Ultron. I don't want Ultron Ugh. to make drones anymore. I want Ultron Ugh. to make all cards act as if they had no abilities. Their abilities, still, their abilities are still there, but they get their, like, every card you've played gets that Patriot buff. You're, but you're giving up your turn six play to play a 6 Yeah, but you're up. Oh, what? So, like, okay, so you could have Wong, Silver Surfer, whatever. Like, you have a million card, or Iron Man, well, like, whatever. You could have all of those cards. Mm-hmm. But they're treated. I don't know how you're playing all of those cards. Yeah, you know what I mean, Glazer. They're mm-hmm. you're treated like they have no abilities for yep. the purpose of the card. Yep, it's pretty powerful. For, yep. Specifically, in Patriot, like because it yeah. does I mean, open. That's what it's for? It's literally a Patriot deck. It is the Patriot finisher. Like you have to play like Brood, but now the actual Brood itself. You know what I mean? Because you need to get a bunch of cards on the board, right? So your actual brood itself will get the buff. Your actually absorbing man itself will get the buff. Your patriot will suddenly become a three three or a three five. But you, but like you have to do all your work before the last turn, and for compensation's sake, we'll make him a six six. I don't really think that solves any of the problems that a patriot deck has, because like frequently when you play Ultron, you win. Like the point is putting your opponents in places where they can't play Ultron. But I, mean, I, I so I think Ultron's just kind of dead now. Like most of the fair. time, for most modern Patriot decks, Doom is just a straight up better choice. And since Doom is just a straight up better choice, there's no point in Ultron existing in the way he does. That's fair. All right, I'll let others go. Felicity Tucker, what you got about Glazer's lunatic change? <laughs> I like Ultron. Um, it feels very strong, though. Um, hmm. What do you think you're getting? Like, let's let's go through go through a play pattern of a Patriot deck, though, right? Like, let's say you go turn one. I don't know misty or whatever crap one drop right like or you can play a good one drop right so whatever decent one drops that's one three then turn two you go ravona right then you go brood into or mr sinister sure um yeah but like then you can't go patriot and misty right and still get a full board if you're going sinister so you you would have to go ravona so you go ravona then you go brood absorbing men and then turn five is patriot misty you're getting your buff on Patriot, Mystique, and Ravona, right? Like the rest of your board isn't getting that buff. Like it's hard to u- it's harder to use the buff than it seems like at first look. Wait, you would get your buff on which ones? 
uh, Patriot ever- would go to, from a 3-1 to a 3-5, right? The Brood itself would get a buff. The Absorbing Man itself would get a buff. The Mystique would get a buff. And then the Ravonne would get a buff. That's a lot of power, though. Yeah. I mean, is it more power than a Surfer deck and surf- than Surfer and a Surfer deck? It's more free power than like Cerebro being like specific cost and power. Or not specific cost, specific power. Sure. If with the perfect curve, it's more power than like Cerebro with any curve. Is it yeah, more power just... than Cerebro when it does the Iron Man Valkyrie thing? Yeah. No, but I think also on five, you're probably playing Blue Marvel instead of Patriot and Mystique so you can get maximum power for your then, bots. Well, then you're, well, there's no bots anymore. I, I mean, yeah, oh. but I think... And then if there's no Patriot play, it does nothing. Yeah. Unless oh, I... okay, so there's no there's no drones at all anymore. No drones. Drones are just It's gone. just the... Mm-hmm. I mean, I I like it because I like Patriot. Me too. <laughs> it just feels strong. <laughs> well, it's, so, it's, um, it's built in my head off Annihilation Conquest. I don't know if any of you read like the comics, but like it's um basically Ultron mer- merges with the um phalanx and just like takes people over, right? So like that's basically what it's doing. He's taking people over. He's making things drones. They keep their abilities, but they're also drones now. And since they're drones, they get the bonus power from Patriot. Why that's Patriot, I don't know. But Patriot is the card that does that instead. Hmm. I think it's a unique uh ability. So and I always appreciate that. No one's vetoing me. I'm going with it. <laughs> yeah, I I just don't know how. I mean, because of how crazy Ultron is overall, he needs to have something crazy. Mm-hmm. Like a takeover makes sense to like negate all of your abilities just for that specific deck, but they keep their other stuff. I think that's that's crazy enough. I honestly, if he doesn't have the bots, I think you probably make him a, a higher six power card. Opposed like a six 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 eight since he doesn't get the additional bots because I mean if you have the curve with Ultron and the bots he's like what like a six fourteen six yeah. freaking more than 20. that usually. <laughs> so look, I'm fine. Let, let's just keep him as a six eight to test it out and see if it works. And if it's not powerful enough, you make him a six ten, right? Or six nine, I guess six nine is the like the number. So he doesn't get Shang Chi. Is it? Yeah. But it's an ongoing ability opposed to an on reveal. Uh, it could be either. I think it could just be this turn on reveal. This happens. I, I think care. with the, the the like, I think it needs to be ongoing if it's going to be for every single card for like a That's universal fair. thing. Okay. Well, for every card on your side, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm fine with that. All right, we have settled on Ultron. That was my final pick as well. Roy, <laughs> what's yours? Roy? I'm just thinking. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm thinking. I thought you were talking into the muted mic. No, I was not talking to the muted mic. Okay. I was thinking. Um, he, he calls it thinking. I know. I do call it thinking sometimes. I engage in it on occasion. Um, For me, it's going to have to be, I just want to make sure I'm not stepping on anybody's toes here. I want it to be Captain Marvel. And my change is simply more power to Captain Marvel. I, I don't like, like, I think she should not have been changed. Like, I think that when they reduced her cost, I thought she was in a perfectly fine place. I think two more power, maybe. 
would be good. Um, I think that just the card is like kind of a dud. And um, I think it was super bad of them to not have her playable when her movie was out. Um, and that I just think Carol deserves better than where she currently is. Cause she's not really like a beginner card, like captain America. Cause she is series three, right? Um, uh, yep. Yeah, so <laughs> she's not like an entry level card. So there's no reason to sort of like keep her in sort of like a, a weaker design space. Cause it's going to be one of the first cards you open. So I think she should be a strong competitive card because she's a strong, compelling character. So, so maybe two back to baby back to her pre-buff or yeah, her buff. Wait, her post-buff pre-nerf power. There we go. Which was four six or four five? I think she was four five. Four five. Four five. Yeah. So four five. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think she should have never been nerfed. I like four or five. Mm-hmm. All right, Tuck, you are last up. Um, I'm gonna go with White Queen. Ooh, nice. Um, and so the, it's the interesting thing about like White Queen is like she also is a telepath and she also can use Cerebro. So like it's a it's a very interesting situation if you want to make it either lore based or whatever. I think being able to see the top card in your opponent's hands cool, but I think you can go crazier than that. I think if you were to have White Queen instead of like Cerebro, it's like powered cards. You make it like like cost cards. Mm. Um, you still keep her four power, and you do a situation kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like what Specimen did originally with Zabu. So it's like um, all four cost cards get like plus two as an ongoing ability but she like stays like a a four six but you have to play like four cost cards and you have to play her in like a zabu deck i don't hate it she's not giving herself plus two right no okay i can live with that yeah we're all good Interesting. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read out our final choices. We have Tucker's four, our Lady Deathstrike to a five-five. Thankfully, not a four-five. We have Moon Knight getting three abilities changes either like Misty or Snow. Uh, not Misty. Oh, uh, what's her name? Nico, Nico. or Snowguard. Um, one is the regular discard. One is destroy a two cost card, and one is add two power to a card at this location on your side at this location. We have Kang becoming Super Scarlet Witch, still a 5-0, but change all three locations. And then White Queen um, at all f- all four drops get plus two. Roy's changes are Baron Mordo, draw it, and it loses its its ability. So it be- still costs six, but it also gets Spider Hand. We have M'Baku, who now also works from hand. Galactus, who is going up to 6-7, but now only blows up one location. And Captain Marvel, going back to 4-5. My changes are Sabretooth to a 3-5. When destroyed, it gets plus one, returns to hand, and costs zero. Havoc doesn't need an energy that first turn he's played, but the power gained is at the beginning of the turn, so it can be Shonged or um, 
Shadow King just fine now. But that first turn, it doesn't eat the energy, it gains the power, and every other turn it works just as it does now. Then we've got Orc and Namor, who take up two spaces but cannot be destroyed, both as ongoing abilities. And Ultron. On reveal, treat the other um, cards here as if they had no abilities. Six. Sorry, on reveal, treat the other cards on your side of the board as if they had no abilities. 6-9. Felicity's changes are, she has made the best card in the game, Adam Warlock at 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> you love to see it. He deserves it. I love Adam Warlock. We have Domino and Quicksilver as if you hold them in hand for a turn. They still get drawn. They just jump to a random location. Howard the Duck. On reveal, um, so regular ability, and then also on reveal, you can see the opponent's top card in their deck. And then we have Groot and Drax. If the opponent, they get the regular thing, but then if the opponent doesn't play there, they get plus one. Dear viewers and listeners, let us know what you think about these changes. We will be moving on. All right, we're to our last segment every week, which is Variants of the Week. We will start, and this week it's Pandart. Is that how you say it? Pandart? Mm -hmm. Uh, Who is doing the store takeover this week. Felicity, which one of these did you pick? I picked the Shuri. I like that one the most. (laughs) I also picked the Shuri, so. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it just looks really, really clean. And I I mean, it looks great. I like it. Yeah, I love all the Shuri Black Panther variants. I think they're all really cool. Um, although my most upgraded Shuri is the Pixel. So, <laughs> all right, uh, Tucker, which one did you pick? I chose the Deathlock. Um, I'm a pretty avid destroy player, and this Deathlock variant is easily. The best, if not tied for first with Deathcock, um, but it is. <laughs> Did you believe in Lambie? Um, I actually had gotten it from a premium mystery before. <laughs> it was Fair actually enough. a reward. But this, like, it literally looks more like Deathlock. Not Deathlock. Um, Deadshot. Goodness gracious. Deadshot. Oh, it does. I think that the eye glows and stuff. It, the animation is freaking phenomenal in this one. And I picked zero. This is the only one I bought. Um, I had a zero variant. I like this one better. It looks great animated. The rocket animates. The purple energy animates. I think it's really cool. I don't like think much of zero as a character, but this is a really cool variant. No, it's definitely, I think, the best zero variant. Mm-hmm. Um, and zero actually is one of the few cards that has a good base art, too. So it's yeah, uh, a good upgrade. Yeah, these are all great variants that we picked this time. So... Let's move into the final phase of each episode. All right, Felicity, why don't you sell us, if our, again, our loyal listeners and viewers would become your loyal listeners and viewers, what would they get from your content? Um, hopefully a lot of fun. Um, I make a lot of mistakes so that you guys don't have to make them. You can learn from me. um but yeah a lot a lot of um fun good vibes um sometimes good gameplay um but yeah that's pretty much me (laughs) that's not nearly enough felicity is a delightful streamer amazing human being um 
we did earlier, what would people say about you at the bar after meeting you, after playing games with you, after spending time with your content? And I don't have to guess that because right after SnapCon, there was one thing on everyone's mind. Oh my God, you have to get to know Felicity. She's completely amazing because that is the prevailing opinion of literally an entire community. And you get to be part of that community on her Twitch stream. So don't miss out and go check it out. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Tucker, what is, if our loyal listeners were to become your loyal listeners or our loyal viewers to become your loyal viewers, what would they get out of your content? Um, I would say a lot of energy. I would say I'm very, I would put it pretty much on, I don't have it listed on streams, but headphone warning probably for a majority of streams um i talk really close into the mic so not necessarily asmr but i mean i guess some people like like that (laughs) um but high energy um i like to create my own decks too so a lot of the decks i'm playing are more homebrewed um opposed to some of the stuff you might just find on untapped but of course sometimes these decks are just great the other people find like um also I like to support some of the little guys too. So like, I'm not saying I'm a big guy, not by any means at all. Um, well, but um, definitely, <laughs> um, but yeah, if you, if you just come by, um, always good vibes in here, join the kingdom. It's always, always positive. We do not allow the negativity, um, because we don't want to drag people down. We want to bring and, uh, bring people up. And like I said earlier too, like the goal of the stream is not only to, you know, play snap because it's a passion it's to like help people smile and, mm-hmm. and, and enjoy what's happening because like at the end of the day you don't know the impact just those small little moments have on a person's day week year life or whatever just try to just help people feel like they're actually getting listened to or help people feel like you're listening to them and um just yeah we're, we're all friends like i, I just want to continue to build friendships with people because that's what people need people need friends the, there's a reason I stop by before I go to bed. It's good vibes. It's a good place to end your day. It's a good, like it's late at night almost always when Tuck when Tuck streams, um, which kills me because teacher right. Like I'm like I'm tired, but I gotta stop by um, after a video after editing. Like I edit, but like after like putting everything together, it's, I'm often exhausted. Right. Um, well, I want to go to sleep with a smile. I want to be happy. I want to like feel loved uh tucker stream is the cheers of streams you go everybody knows your name everybody knows everybody it's just like it's a little like party of friends and like you'll go the first time be like no one knows me and you'll be welcomed and everyone will know you real fast go talk enjoy have a great time thank you quasar i appreciate that absolutely all right. Before we go, I just threw, oh wait, no, we now have the Patreon thanks. Yeah, Laser, get to read them. Ready? This is my favorite part. We got our Patreon. Certain tiers of Patreon support come with on-air thanks at the end of episodes, including the podcast. So we've got models, pretty chill, Father Newman, Inc., No Flex, Mandatory Burnout, Matt Conduit 23, Good Dog Gamer, Care Dix Lee, Mikey Hijinks, DG Winfield, Cables, Rob Silverman, Matt H., Abigail Geeslin, Direwolf, Ocularis, X Force V, Jay Neverett, Spike Jones, Koire, Louis Antunes, JD McDonaldino, and the homie Min. Glazer, what level do you get this on, by the way? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. All right, you get a lot for ten dollars. All right. Now we'll remind you, we'll start there. Don't forget our Patreon is patreon.com slash snap judgments. We are on Twitter at snap judge cast. 
We are extremely proud to be the official podcasting partner of Marvel Snap Zone, and we are active on their soon-to-be-revamped and Discord, which you can find the link to in the show notes of this episode or on the description of the episode in your friendly local podcatcher or YouTube. Our email is snapjudgmentspodcast at gmail.com. And every day, except for Saturdays, you will find a new Snap Take on our YouTube at snapjudgmentspod. And with that, we are at the end of yet another episode of Snap Judgments. Over 60 of them now. I think this is the 63rd episode. So big, big times. Tucker, thank you so much for joining us for, I believe, the second time. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Always a blast. The, 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 like, the main segments in the middle are always so much fun because there's so much going on and stuff. Thank you. Felicity, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much. This has been really fun. I didn't know what to expect, but I'm. it was super cool to get into a bunch of different topics and just the variety of stuff that we got to do on the show today was really cool. So thank you guys, and thank you for all that you do for the community. We appreciate it. Thank you. She is talking specifically about my friend and yours, Aaron Glazer there. Aaron, thank you as always for doing this show with me and with me whenever I'm here and for our loyal listeners and loyal viewers each and every week. Peace and love, everybody. All right, folks. Until next week, stay safe, stay safe, make your choices, and keep on snapping. Woohoo!